Welcome to the Jesus Show. Not that one. Hey everybody, welcome back to the show. I am back in the house. I'm not on the road currently, but tomorrow I am leaving for... That's right, Maui once again. Uh, I've been very fortunate, very, very fortunate to be able to fly a lot of Mauis and Honolulu trips. I don't know if you can tell I'm a little tan. I'm going to continue to work on my tan when I get to Maui. When I get in, I'm going to lay out and then hit the gym and then sit on the beach and put my bare feet in the sand like I normally do. Then the next day, I'm going to wake up, hit the gym and lay out before I have to fly back. Um, yeah, so it's pretty dope. Let's get into the show. Guys, follow me on Instagram at the Jesus Show NTO, Twitter at Jesus Show NTO, Facebook, the Jesus Show, not that one, TikTok at the Jesus Show, not that one, YouTube, type in the Jesus Show, not that one, or the Jesus Show NTO, and email me your questions, comments, and concerns, the Jesus Show NTO at gmail.com. All right. Um, there's two things, three things, three things I mainly want to talk about. Um, first off, I want to talk about Athanasios is finally here. In the last episode, we were in the hospital, and I believe that was the first night we went to the hospital, and Ali was supposed to uh, give birth, and it didn't work out, so we left Friday morning or Friday afternoon. Then Allie's water broke, and then we went back to the hospital, and then that's when everything happened, and then Athanasios was born on Father's Day, which was really cool. I'll get into that. Um, yes, I am going to touch up. I am going to speak about abortion. It's even fucking crazy that I have to say that. Not crazy. Mm, is it? Yeah. No, it's stupid. It's stupid that it's even a thing. It's fucking stupid. And the last thing I want to talk about is the January 6th trial, right? No, it's not a trial. Hearings. It's the hearings. Uh, and some shit came out today. And incomprehensible how people still fucking follow that piece of shit of a human. I, I, don't, I don't understand it. Um, this show, this show I, I just want to talk about farts, buttholes, how I think golfing is stupid. Unless, unless, a, unless a select few people were to ask me to go golfing with them, I'd go. If Danny asked me, uh, my, my man boyfriend, Amber's husband, if Amber were to ask me, I'd go. Uh, if AJ or Jonah, they asked me, if my brother Greg would ask me, if my cousin Danny were to ask me, I'd go. There's, there's what I'm trying to say. If Jorge were to be like, hey, let's go. If Carla, Ma, if she were to ask me, I'd be like, yeah, sure. There's a select few people that I would go golfing with. Um, 
you know, I want to talk about that. I want to want to talk about the 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 things that happened on my trips. Um, but like I like I said before, like I like I've said before, I can't sit here and pretend that everything is okay in the world because it affects me. It affects the way. Um, you know, I, I, I can't say like, oh my God, I can't get out of bed. Thankfully, it's not like that. But it definitely fucks with my mind. It sucks. Um, but, I'll, but I'll get into that. I'll get into that. Uh, first, first things first. So Athanasios Luca is here. Um, so like I said at the top of the show, we went in on the 16th. We went on the 16th. Allie took the, took the pills that they had her take every, I believe it was four hours. And her and I were just chilling there. We're waiting and it's supposed to help her uh, dilate to 10 centimeters. So when we first got, got there, we knew, we knew what time we were going to go. I believe we were supposed to be there at five. Was it five? Let's say we were supposed to be there at five. I think we got there at 530. I was like, oh, we got it. And I was like, fuck that. I'm not going out of my way to get there at five. Because every time, I don't know if you guys have experienced this, but every time I go to the doctor, they're always fucking running late. If you have an appointment at 11, they finally see you at 1230. Well, why the fuck did I make an appointment for 11 then? You might as well just tell me, just show up whenever and I'll get to you whenever. Ho-hum. It's like the cable guy or somebody comes to fix something. We'll be there between 8 a.m. and 5 p.m. Okay, fuck it. Uh, so going into it, I was a little bit like, mm. we get there, she takes the pills. And, and then nothing was happening at around 9. I think it was like 9, maybe 8, 8.30ish. So Ma came over. I told Ma, I said, hey, come sit with Allie. So Carla, Allie's mom shows up, and I come back home to walk the dogs. So I'm out for an hour with the boys. I feed them. Everything's fine. And then uh, Jorge, he comes by. And I said, yo, dad, can you, can you come watch the boys? And it was great. He, he spent the night with them. The next day comes and uh, Jorge walked them again in the morning. And then still nothing was going on. So then I came later on and I walked the boys. And then Allie goes... Uh, I told her, I said, because uh, her mom was with her at the, at the hospital when I left again. And Allie texts me, and she goes, are you, almost, are you on your way back? And I said, yeah, I'm almost on like, I, I just walked the boys for an hour. I'm going to head back, and she says, how about you wait for an hour, hour and a half? They're going to come in, they're going to check me again, and then tell me whether I can go home or stay. And I said, okay. So I was sitting around with the boys and I get a call and she goes, come pick me up. Nothing's happening. And I said, okay. So I go pick her up and then Carla, Jorge, myself, and Allie, or I should have said Allie, myself, I guess Allie, the, the dogs, and then myself. We all went to Crown Brewing, Crown Brewing, Brewing, Crown Brewery. Uh, we had some, a couple drinks. Had some pizza, just chilled. We were sitting outside with the boys. We just 
talking about like, mm, what the fuck? They had told Allie to go back on Father's Day at 5 p.m. Let's try again. Okay. Because I believe when we left the hospital, Allie was, I think like a, a one and a half, maybe two centimeters dilated. So nothing, nothing was happening. The next day, I think I'm Snapchatting back and forth with Danny, Amber's husband. And I go, oh, or did I, or did I tell Amber? I don't know. I told one of them, hey, what are you guys doing? It was in the middle of the day. And they said, oh, we're golfing. Maybe we can meet up for dinner. I said, perfect. So I asked Allie. I go, hey, do you want to go to um, White Hawk Lanes in uh, Country Club or whatever the fuck it's called? I don't know exactly where they were. I go, sure. So we get ready. We're about to leave the house. And as we're about to leave the house, Allie goes, I think I peed myself. And I went, okay. Which was a normal occurrence during Allie's pregnancy. She would sneeze and then she'd pee. And that's just something that happens. So she tells me like, oh, you know, uh, I think I peed myself. And she sits down. And then she gets up and she goes, I peed myself again. And I went, huh? And she says, I think my water broke. And I tell her, baby, you, you have to tell me. I'm not a woman. I don't know what's going on. And she goes, yeah, but this has never happened. Like, she's never, you know, given birth before. So she was like, uh. So she's texting with a couple of her friends and her mom. They're like, yeah, it sounds like your water broke. So she calls. Uh, actually, what we did is we went to go grab something to eat first because we thought we don't know when we're going to be able to grab something, something to eat. And it was almost, it was almost 7 p.m. I think it was like maybe 6.15. And the cafeteria at, cafeteria at the hospital was closed. So let's say we would have gotten there by 5. We would have been, uh, been able to order food up to the room. But not like we couldn't order anything or uh, mom, dad, they could have gone and grabbed us something and then brought it to us. But we were just thinking, why don't we just eat before? So we did that. Come, come home. We loaded up the bags. Allie called the hospital and they were like, come, come quick. So we get there and then they start giving her the pills again. And this time, the first night, Allie sat down and laid down a lot. This time, me and Allie were walking around a lot. She was bouncing on the ball. She was sitting up. Um, she rarely laid down. I don't think she actually laid down until we were supposed to go to bed. And we watched this documentary called Keep Sweet. Holy shit. If you haven't watched that on Netflix, watch it. Fucking crazy. We watch it. It's a four part, maybe an hour each episode. We watch it. And it was, you know, we watched the first episode and then we thought, well, what are we, we going to watch the next one? And we both looked at each other like, well, obviously, fucking Mike, this thing always, always happens. Can you guys hear the baby cry? Um, cool. Now my mic stand is going to be all wonky. God damn it, dude. Cool. Right in between. A fucking episode. You know what? I'm just going to hold it because fuck this. Cool. Look. That's how it's, that's, that's how it's going to happen. Fucking hey, I swear, I swear. 
every time I think I've got this figured out, I don't. Anyways, um, so me and Allie look at each other and we go, uh, well, we can watch, we can watch the next episode because we're not doing anything important. Sorry, guys. I'm so sorry. Um, so we watched the first episode, the second episode. Then it's around midnight and Allie goes, uh, let's try to get some, some sleep. Okay. We turn everything off. The nurse had just come in. Everything fine. Everything's good. And I think she had just checked her. And I think they said she was maybe two and a half centimeters dilated. And we both thought, oh, this stuff isn't going to start, you know, Stuff's not going to kick off until the morning. Close our eyes. Maybe 10 minutes later, Allie starts like, oh, my God. Oh. So I'm laying on the couch, and I look over at the bed. I said, are you okay? And she's like, yeah. And she was like, oh. So now she's in pain. So, I, you know, I wake up, and I'm over there, and I'm like, baby, are you okay? And the nurse comes in, and she goes, are you having a contraction? <laughs> Allie goes, I don't fucking know. And they're looking at the monitor, and it looks like she's having a contraction. Well, then she starts having, con like, contractions a lot. They hit her, and they were hitting her hard. I want to say, I mean, I think they were at least under 10 minutes apart. And then that, that kicks off this whole thing of we're not sleeping now. And mostly... I don't give a shit about, about me. I don't have to do anything but stand around and go, do you need some ice chips? I'm more worried about Allie not getting any sleep. Because we, we woke up. I mean, we went to bed. Kind of normal time. We woke up. But Allie hasn't been sleeping at night because, you know, she's pregnant and she's uncomfortable. She wasn't even sleeping in the bed. She was sleeping on the couch. So now she's awake and she's like, you know, uncomfortable and she's, ah, it hurts. And I'm trying to help. And I felt super worthless. Um, but I'm trying to help her out, letting her know, like, you got this, you got this, you got this. Then around maybe 3, 3 a.m., she can't even, she can't lay down. Allie's on her knees on the bed and she's just keeled over and rubbing her back and I'm like baby what can I do and then the nurse comes in again and says you know would you like she gives her some drug and Allie goes to the bathroom and she doesn't sit on the toilet all the way luckily she sat on the toilet enough that when she peed it went into the, the toilet bowl but I remember I told her, I said, baby, you have to scoot your butt back a little bit. So I'm trying to help her. She's like, hey, can you not, can you not during the episode? They don't want to hear that shit. Playtime, fucking 10 p.m. Hey, hey, stop, stop. Go mama, go mama, get out of here. Um, <laughs> sorry. Um, so they give her the pill. She feels kind of drunk and I don't know that maybe helped her for maybe 10 minutes maybe one contraction and she goes back oh, pain again pain again then she tells the nurses I want my epidural now okay well they have to give you an hour of fluids apparently 
So they started her on the IV. They started giving her the fluids. Then the contractions are hitting her hard. Well, then the doctor comes in, the anesthesiologist, and he uses his dad voice. And he goes, Allie, I don't even think, did he call her Allie? Maybe he called her Alexandra. Anyways, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that he said Allie. He goes, okay, Allie, I need you to really focus. She's like, oh, it hurts. They raise her up to where her feet, let's say, let's say the top of the mic is the floor. Her feet are maybe up here. She's just dangling them. And they want you to hunch her back over like this. I guess to make it nice and tight, taut, maybe. And I'm seeing, Allie can't see anything because she's facing, you know, the, the anesthesiologist is in back of her. Oh, and I remember when they called this specific anesthesiologist, the two nurses said, um, they're like, oh, he's on, he's on call. He's coming up. Oh my God. I love it. I hear them whispering it. And then it made me feel better because I thought to myself, if they really like this guy, he must be good. So then he comes up and so you know, tell Al, you know, Hey, you have to, and he goes, it's going to be 15 minutes of work for relief. And Allie starts freaking out. I can't hold it for 15 minutes. I'm having contractions. I can't. And he's like, you can do this. And she's like, but, but I can't. And I kept trying to reassure, baby, you can, you can, you can. So again, I start seeing some of the instruments behind her. Oh my fucking God. I was like, oh. And then I know that they have to go into her spine. To say Allie is strong is an understatement. So he gets in and, you know, he's, he's poking her and she says she feels pressure, but she's not feeling pain. But in that, that she has to hold still, she's having a contraction and she's like, Argh. and they're like, don't move, don't move. And she's like, Argh. oh my God, I almost bawled my eyes out. I just wanted to smack everybody and, and get them away from her. But I know that they were there to help her. So I couldn't, I couldn't. I just, baby, you got it, you got it. Finally, you know, he finishes. And then she has this little IV string coming out on this side. Like it's, it's in her back, but it's over her shoulder now. And I'm just thinking, oh my God, that thing is in her fucking spine. Oh. Then she starts feeling, she's like, I feel good. I think at around five, maybe five, maybe 530, I text Carla, Allie's mom. Hey, come to the, come to the hospital. So she shows up just before six. And I, I go, baby, are you okay? And Allie's like, I'm fine. I feel good. So then Allie's mom says, why don't you guys try to, Take some sort of nap. Okay. This was at six. I pass out almost immediately. I wake up and it's like 8.02 in the morning. I look over and I look at Allie. Allie's sitting up. She has uh, water in a cup. And she looks at me and goes, I'm 10 centimeters dilated. And I went, what? She goes, it's time to push. And I went, whoa, okay. So then it just, it hit me like, oh shit, she's going to start pushing. And she was just like, la, 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 la. 
the nurse starts bringing in some stuff. And then I feel like without any warning, she just tells Allie, okay, we're going to start pushing. So she says, uh, I'm going to, the nurse says, I'm going to hold one leg. And then she's telling me to hold the other leg. And then she's like, okay, this is how you're going to push. And Allie goes, huh? She's like, what do you mean? Again, Allie's never done this before. So they're trying to explain it to her. And I was like, well, I don't get it. And then it was, I think it was like something like push through your butt or something like that. I don't. But then she started and the lady goes, did you feel it? And I, was, I guess. I don't know. Then maybe 10 minutes into the pushing. Then Allie starts like, oh, then she started, you know, she starts feeling these pains. And now the contractions are like coming one after another, after another, after another, after another. And she starts pushing at nine. I think it was at nine. And the doctor comes in and she's checking her and she's like, all right. And then I want to say maybe the last hour of Allie pushing, this other nurse comes in and she was a rock star. She was like, listen here, girl, you got this. Push like this and, and grab your feet. And Oh, at one point I tagged out. Cause I had a, I had a pee. So I told Allie's mom, I said, Hey, can you grab Allie's leg and help her out? I'm, I have to pee. So when I, so I go pee, I come back out and I go, okay, I'm ready. And Carla's like, no, I'm good. Like I'm staying. <laughs> I said, okay. So then I really felt lost and I go, well, what do I do now? So I get by Allie's head and you know, I'm coaching. Her. I'm like, come on, baby. And they're telling her, don't push with your face. And then they said, don't let your air out. Your air is your power. So Allie goes, I'm supposed to push without screaming? And I go, yeah, that, I think that's what they're trying to tell you. So they wanted, to give, they wanted her to do three pushes at a time. So it's push, one, two, to ten, and then take a deep breath, and then push again to ten, and then a deep breath, and then push again. Well, towards the end there, Allie was like, I don't know, making it to maybe five, maybe the count of six. Then she wasn't, she wasn't like breathing and going right back into it. So she was like, I can't. And I just kept telling her, baby, you got it. You got it. You got it. And I'd go, you know, right when I'd hear nine, 10 and I go one breath out or deep breath in and go again. And she, and she was doing it. And like I said, the other nurse towards the end, she came, came in. It was like, you got it. You got it. You got it. And then at one point, the nurse said, you're almost done. And Allie goes, no, I'm not. And she's like, ah, my, my, her hip was hurting really bad. And they kept telling her, you just have to push. Once his head is out, it, you're going to feel better. And for a moment, I felt like, is she really done now? And I remember I looked down and I see Athanasios's head, his little hair. And I go, I look and I go, baby, you're almost done. And she's like, no, I'm not. And I said, you're almost done. I think, I want to say she pushed maybe, what, three, six, nine, maybe nine more times. And then he just popped out. Oh, my God. The moment he popped out, he starts crying. And just this wave of, of emotion came over me. 
And I just kept telling Allie, you did it, you did it, you did it, you did it, you did it. And then like, it felt like Allie would be able to tell you better because she's the one that experienced it. Um, maybe the next episode I'll have her on so she can talk about the experience. Uh, but I got, I got super emotional and I just kept telling her, baby, you did it, you did it. And I felt like she got this calm about her. She didn't say much. She was just like, and then they put the, they put him, they put Athanasios on her chest and that, oh my God, sent me over. I was, oh my God, just watching her with him was a beautiful moment. Um, and then just to see him, I was like, oh my God, you're finally here. It was so cool. So cool. And it was nice that Jorge was able to come into the room because uh, initially it was just going to be myself and Carla and then um they let they let Jorge in so it was cool that Jorge was able to see Athanasios and Ali right after and I want to say I was there for maybe an hour and then I left to come back home to walk the boys because I was just thinking because it had been a while and I told Ali I said they're going to, you know, they're going to weigh him. They're going to do this. They're going to, they're going to, they're going to make sure he's taken care of. Um, I go, and then that'll give time for your parents to, you know, to say hi and, and, and meet Athanasios. And then I'll come back. So I came, I walked the boys and, oh my God, that walk was amazing. I was just like on cloud nine the whole time. I was like, oh my God, my son's born. My son's born. Oh my. You know, when people say. You're not going to understand until it happens to you or until you go through it. Definitely. Definitely. Now I think to myself, why didn't I do it sooner? Um, you know, I've waited almost 40 years to become a dad. And it's, it's crazy. It, definitely life-changing. Definitely life-changing. Which leads me into my transition about abortion. Look, I'm not saying that everybody needs to agree with abortion. You don't. I'm not saying if you, if you think abortion is murder, if you would never have an abortion, if you can't fathom about having an abortion, or knowing somebody, or whatever. I'm not saying that you're a bad person. We all have different beliefs, right? What pisses me off is that, I think I've said it on here, I, don't, I grew up in the Christian faith. I grew up going to church. I grew up reading the Bible. I grew up praying. I grew up uh, doing all the Christian, Christian things. But in that, I saw a lot of bullshit. I saw people talking shit about each other right after the pastor was just up there saying, love thy neighbor. There was times where I would call it out as a kid, and I was told to shut up. I did that as a teenager, and I was told to shut up. 
I've done it as an adult and I've been told to shut up. Now as an adult, I tell them to go fuck themselves. As a kid, I didn't, you know, I didn't, I was like, whoa. As a teenager, I was very timid. I was like, Ugh. now as an adult, I'm like, yeah, go, go, go eat a dick. What pisses me off is that in this country, we have freedom of religion. You can, you can be a Muslim. Your neighbor can be Jewish. I can be a Christian. And somebody else that lives next to us can be Sikh. That's fine. And we can all hang out and we can all get along and we can all have a good time. But the moment one of these religions says, you have to do this, and I don't, I don't believe in any of that shit, what are we doing? And I'm specifically, specifically talking about Christianity in America, is what I'm specifically talking about. Christianity, Catholicism, all that bullshit. They there's, 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 there's a group of people, and unfortunately, it's a group of people that, that have high positions in our legal system, who are now saying, no, 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 you can't get an abortion because the imaginary guy that I believe in, some people wrote in, 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 a, in a make-believe book that I follow, and now you can't get an abortion because my imaginary friend says you can't. Fuck you. Fuck you for pushing your goddamn religion on not only me, everybody else. Why is it that people feel that they can push their shit on other people? And here's the thing that really pisses me off. A lot of these people are the same people that were pissing and moaning over a goddamn fucking mask. Oh, why do I have to wear a mask? Why do I have to get vac vaccinated? Free country. Listen here, motherfuckers. It's a free country until you... What is it I'm trying to say? It's a free country until you do something... What am I trying to say? This is what I'm trying to say. They want to be able to do whatever they want and impose their views on others, but then the, the moment people impose their views on them, then, then they start screaming... Uh, violation of my rights, violation of my rights. It's fucking stupid. Roe v. Wade has been overturned. What? Here's the other thing that's bullshit. The Supreme Court said that it should be up to the states to regulate guns. We're going to leave that up to the state. But then when it came to a woman's uterus, they said, no, 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 the federal government should regulate that. What the fuck are we doing? That a gun, a gun, an inanimate object, not a human, an inanimate object has more fucking rights than a human being in this country. Republicans have lost their goddamn fucking minds. I, I don't know. I don't know. 
I don't know how people can look at another person and go, you need to believe what I believe. I don't understand how people can look at another person and say this or that because of whatever fucking magical book you read or you believe. You can't, you, you, gay people aren't chill because in the Bible it says two women can't marry each other because that's against my magic book, my make-believe religion. What? And here's the other fucked up part. I feel like a lot of people, this, this is my personal opinion. I feel like a lot of people are nice to everybody. They're trying to be a good person because they want a reward. The reward is to get up and hang out with their imaginary friend for all of eternity or whatever fucking bullshit it is. That's, that's the dumbest reason to try to be a good person. You should be a good person because you should be a good person. That's it. The end. The end. Not, oh, if, I, if I'm a good person, I get to go hang out with Jesus for the rest of my you know, eternal life or whatever the fuck. There shouldn't be a prize for you to be a good person. Just be a good fucking person. That's it. That's like a little kid. Hey, if you don't ask for anything when we go, go into the store, I'll give you a dollar. Okay. The kid's not going to ask for anything. They might want to. Ooh, they might want to. But then they know, oh, I'm going to get a dollar at the end. Then they don't ask for anything. Then they get the dollar. Yay. They get a reward. Be a good person because you shouldn't be a fucking asshole. You shouldn't murder people because you shouldn't. You shouldn't, you shouldn't do a, you shouldn't rape. Not just because you, well, he says not to. No, just don't fucking rape people. It's weird to even have to say, hey, guys, raping is bad. It, that's, that's not chill. It's not, it's not chill. These are things that we should all know. I feel like it's things that, that we all know, but there's some of us that don't abide by that. And I get it. There's bad people in the world, but don't do something because you're going to be rewarded. That's something that I want to instill in, in my son. Be a good person because that's the right thing to do. Be a good person because you want to be a good person. You want people to look at you and say, man, Athanasios, you are honest. You're a great person. You're nice. You're caring. All of that. That's what people should see in you. Not, oh, Athanasios is nice because he, he thinks that Jesus is going to save him uh, at the end of his life. No. Absolutely not. Also, I don't even think, I know me and Ali have talked about it. I don't. I mean, am I going to tell my son about religion? Yeah, I'm going to tell him. Am I going to push him to do it? Absolutely fucking no. Because what's going to happen? This is what I think is going to happen. Let's say he goes to a Catholic church and then some priest is going to try to buttfuck him. He goes to a Christian church and some 
pastor is going to try to buttfuck him. I'm, I'm good. I'm good with the religious people trying to buttfuck kids. I'm good. I don't, I, don't, I don't need that shit in my life. Better yet, I don't even want a family member to buttfuck my son. That's a different episode about me, by the way. Uh, not the buttfucking, but the child molestation thing. That's, that's a whole different episode. Yeah, just drop that on you. Boom. Um, I'm getting a little heated. And maybe I shouldn't, but I am. It's, I, I never, it's so, so many things have happened in this lifetime, in my lifetime. You know, a pastor told me one time, because everybody has always said, you know, oh, Jesus is coming, Jesus is coming, Jesus is coming. And there's been, rare, rarely has there been old people that go, I've heard that shit all my life, even when I was a kid. And I'm a hundred now. I remember this one youth pastor told us, who do, who do we think we are? What do we, how, how much, how special do we, do we think of ourselves that we think that the second coming of Jesus is going to happen when we're alive? He goes, think about that. He goes, this thing is supposed to happen once. Just one time. It's one time in all of, all of time. And we think we're going to see it. And he said that. And I was like, whoa, wait a minute. I've never heard that shit from anybody. At least I've never heard it from a, 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 a religious person of authority at the time. And I mean, we've seen, fuck man, we saw the World Trade Centers. I saw the World Trade Centers. Uh, World Trade Center get blown up. 2020 came. Fucking an insurrection because some fucking goddamn baby doesn't know how to say he lost. And now, have you guys, have you guys seen the January 6th hearings? Hearings? Yeah, because it's not a trial. Yes, hearing. Just today. Just today. The fucking baby wanted to go to the Capitol where these dumb motherfuckers were attacking cops. Cops that they, they say they love. You know that stupid thin blue line? Well, motherfucker, where was love for thin blue line then? Also, by the way, thin blue line, that isn't a thing. A job and somebody's ethnicity are two different things. And to try to compare them is dumb. So no, that's not a Blue lives matter? No, that shit is stupid. It's called take off your fucking uniform and go get a new job. Then guess what? That thin blue line isn't there anymore. <laughs> it's not like somebody can take off their... I can't unzip my, my Hispanic suit and then put on a white suit and be like, oh, look at me. That's not how that fucking works. Anyways. The testimony that came out today. Holy shit. I, again, I said at the top of the show and I'll say it now. I don't know how anybody can hear all this testimony, these recordings, 
seen pictures and everything. All of this. It's what what's what's crazy about this is most of this stuff isn't conjecture, isn't speculation, isn't I think. Almost all of this is 100% concrete proof that things have happened and or have been said. And I can, I, I can, I can only imagine, this is, this is the little game I play in my head. I hear the facts of, of what, what, what went on. And I think to myself, I bet you these motherfuckers that support them still probably think, oh, well, the media is lying. Of course. And it's always easy to find or put the blame on somebody else. Because I believe the, that a lot of these people would have to come to terms like, oh, who I supported is a piece of shit. Oh, I was lied to. That doesn't feel good to be lied to. Nobody wants to be lied to. And a lot of people, a lot of people find it very hard to admit they were wrong. I had, I had that problem for the longest time. I would only say that I only started admitting fault maybe four, three, four years ago. Something would happen and no, I'm not, I didn't know. No. Now I'm, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I'll tell people, oh, I'm wrong. From something big to something small, I tell people, yeah, I was wrong. If I find something out, I've even gone to people and go, hey, remember when we were talking about that thing like six months ago? Yeah. Well, you were right. Remember when I got upset and we were having that conversation and blah, 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 blah. You're right. And it, take, it, it surprises a lot of people. Really? Yeah. Wait, you're admitting you're wrong? Yeah. Because I want, I want people to, to, to know. I want people to know that I'm truthful. I want people to know that I, I, I am open to different thoughts. That I am open to different ways of looking at it. All of that. In this particular situation, thing, if somebody, it's like, it's like they caught him saying, fuck America, is what they, I, I feel that's, that's what they caught him saying. His face, everything. And people look at it and go, nah, that's not him. I don't, my personal opinion is, I don't think there's anything And this is the sad part. I don't think anything will be damning enough to his supporters. Or I don't think anything's going to come out that his supporters are going to go, oh shit, I was wrong. Oh shit, we shouldn't have supported that guy. Oh shit. None of that. I believe and hopefully he gets criminally prosecuted and put in jail for trying to overthrow the U.S. fucking government. Because, you know, that happens all the time. Oh, wait, it hasn't. I believe that even if they put him in jail, people are still going to admire him and go, oh, look, the system got him. That's what that is. Because, it again, because it's always easy 
to say, oh, they're wrong. Not me. I'm not wrong. They're wrong. It's insane. Real quick to get back to the abortion. I'm sorry. And I'm, no, I'm not sorry. Fuck it. I'm not sorry. This episode is not, it's kind of heavy. It's not kind of heavy. It's heavy. It's a heavy episode. That's the fucking world we live in right now. Um, I've been a part of two abortions. Um, and I say this because I know there's a really bad stigma on shit. And it really, people come down on, on, on the women. The two abortions I've been a part of have not been with Allie. They've been with other women. Uh, but I've been a part of two abortions. So I know, I know two people who have had abortions. And those two were because of me. So to think, to force, to force, to force women to have a baby is fucking ridiculous. At the time, me and the woman that I impregnated, we had a discussion. And it wasn't the right time for us. Nobody, nobody on this earth should tell you, you, you need to carry that baby to term. You need to have that baby because X, Y, Z. Again, that's, that's nobody's decision except for the woman and the man. And mostly, not even the man. It's the woman's decision. Am I going to carry this baby? Yes or no? That's it. I could sit there and plead and beg, do it, do it, please. Have the baby, have the baby. And if the woman says, fuck no, guess what? It's fuck no. The decision should be made up to, should be left to the woman and her doctor. That's it. Nobody else. Not no politicians, no fucking judges, because they're not doctors. They're politicians and judges. I don't, I don't, people don't come onto the plane and go, hey, I have this lump. And I go, hmm, Dr. Jesse's in. No, I'm a fucking flight attendant. So why is it that people who don't know what the fuck they're talking about, why are they making laws as if they know? Because they don't fucking know. Why are men making laws to restrict women? Makes no fucking sense. And then when women line up behind those men and go, they know what they're talking about. God damn, who hurt you? Who hurt you? Because to, to say, oh no, the man knows more about a woman's body than anything. Bitch, you got something wrong in your fucking head. That's not how that shit works. You know, yes, I'm a father now. But just because me and Ali became parents doesn't mean that I want other people to be forced into that shit. You're never, you're never ready to become a parent. You're never ready. I don't feel ready. I still don't feel ready. And he's here. But at least we came to terms of, okay, this shit's happening. But to force that 
on people. And I mean, other, other people have said it, and I'm just going to echo it. Safe abortions is what has been outlawed, has been taken away. Abortions are going to happen. They're just not going to be safe. All of them are not going to be safe. There's going to be some safe abortions because there's still some states with their heads on their fucking shoulders still. But there's plenty of other states who, nope. The guy, the, my, my imaginary friend says, it's fucking stupid. And also, what about the guys who don't want the women to have babies? And you can't have an abortion in the state and they don't have the means to travel somewhere else. You don't think the guy, how many stories do we hear that a, a husband, a boyfriend murders their pregnant woman because they didn't want the baby? It happens. Unfortunately, I think that number is going to skyrocket a little bit. Because, you know, if women can't have abortions and the guys don't want the women to have it, let's slice them up. It's, it's fucked up all around. And it's, it's insane to think that that's where we are in 2022. It feels like. It feels like it feels like what I read about in the early 1900s. We shouldn't be flying around on planes. We should have horse-drawn carriages that we have to get from here to there. We shouldn't have iPhones where we can watch a movie on our phone. No. Somebody should be in the back with a projector Spinning it because it, feel, it feels like we've taken so many goddamn steps back. And it's sad. It's very sad. And I hope shit changes for the better. Because if we're on this tra tra trajectory, trajectory, I think I said that right. It's fucking scary. It's fucking scary and it's not, it's not chill. Definitely not chill. And I think with that, I'm going to end the show uh, because why not? Man. Guys, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Tell everybody, to know, tell everybody you know. Tell your mom, your dad, your cousins, your brothers, neighbors, friends. To listen to the Jesus show, not that one. To listen or watch it on YouTube. Alright guys, we'll see you next week.